When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a night in sports. Miami knocks off another number one seed. Japan walks off Mexico in epic fashion. And Haley Van Lip talks off Texas. And how about Kyrie Irving's exchange of a jersey right there? I don't want your stinking jersey. The legend Bob Ryan, the professor, Kevin Blackstone, Prince Harry, Lyles Jr., and of course, the executive director of the Clintonian Institute, Clinton Yates. Let's go. <laughs> Nice to see you, Francis. You got look at their faces. They're shocked. What is he doing here? That's what they're thinking. You get a point for being shocked. Ah, uh, what an ending to the World Baseball Classic last night. Walk off two-run double for Japan, sending them to the final, and sending Mexico home. And that sets up the Hollywood ending. Undefeated Japan against the defending champion, United States. And of course, the opportunity to see a potential. Otani versus Trout matchup. Ooh, we want to see that. Clinton, let's start with last night. What did the game mean? What we saw last night was the World Baseball Classic convincing the globe that it belongs, even if it didn't need it. I don't care if you're worried about injuries. I don't care if you root for your Major League Baseball team more than anything. If you watched last night and you didn't feel that, your cord is unplugged. And I don't just mean in terms of the finish. I mean in terms of the brand of baseball that was actually being played. Suzaki comes out burning 102 with run on, guys. They trade three run homers. Rosarena makes a snag grab and a stab in left field and just stares at the camera while his opponent bows, and that's before we even get to the final at-bat of the game. Shohei gets on base on a first-pitch double, knocks his helmet off running around, and then Shunto gets in and executes the best base running I've seen in baseball in my life. Getting around the bags and scoring that run, I don't care what you think about World Baseball Classic. If after last night you're not convinced that this needs to stay, you're not a fan of baseball. Sorry. And, Clint, you you got to think that people that love baseball, how can they not like this? It's March, and you're seeing competitive baseball with stars actually participating in the tournament. It's because people are too obsessed with the notion of the jerseys that they root for. They don't understand that baseball as a sport is bigger than Major League Baseball itself. And what we got last night was the premier version of that product. And tonight, I expect it's going to be just as good. All right, Bob Ryan, what did last night's game mean to you? Well, I agree with Clinton that it was a vindication for those of us who truly believe it's the best game ever invented, ever the best game ever to spring out of the mind of mortal man is the game of baseball. And, it, and this, this game was vindication of that. Uh, the, the swapping of leads, the, the uh, dramatic ending, and it, uh, the nature of which can only happen in baseball, uh, as it did, uh, and all that stuff is great. Uh, I just wish more people could have seen it, more people could see it uh, and, and appreciate it. And I hope people in America understand that uh, international competition drives the rest of the world uh, much more than any internal composition, uh, uh, competition does. And uh, we're, we're not part of that as a rule, except for the Olympics. And uh, so that's that. That's what it meant. It was a wonderful demonstration of the product and, and, and of the event itself. All right, Kevin Blackstone, great game last night. Who would you rather be going into tonight, a rested U.S. Well, team or an emotionally charged Japan team? 
I'd rather be the home team right there in Miami, the, the guys on the home dirt, and that's the U.S. of A. And another reason I'd rather be them, they've beaten the uh, Japanese team, uh, what, two out of the last three times they met them in this particular WBC since uh, going all the way back and won it in 2017, the championship, after beating Japan. Not only that, you look at this lineup. I know people are going to talk about the pitching, but this is a baseball bashers tournament. <laughs> and the fact, that the fact that the USA has the best number nine hitter in the history of number nine hitters and Trey Turner from what he's done in this particular tournament, I got to go with this lineup from top to bottom. I don't care if it's, if it's Merrill Kelly pitching or Merrill Lynch pitching. They got the bats to do it. All right, Harry, tonight, U.S. or Japan, which team would you rather be? You know, I agree with everything that KB said, but I still believe when it comes to these big game situations, it's all about pitching. Yep. Japan has a 2.33 ERA. U.S. is sixth in this tournament at 4.33. So I feel confident with Japan because of that, but also because they've got the best player on the planet on their team in Shohei Otani. I personally think that is going to be enough to put them over the hump. But personally, I'm really just hoping we get to see him go against Mike Trout because of the way that these two have talked about how much fun they've had playing baseball during this tournament because they haven't played a lot of meaningful baseball in a long time. All right, Clinton, what about tonight, U.S. or Japan? Which team would you rather be? With all due respect to the Arizona Diamondbacks pitching staff, their second guy in Kelly does not exactly instill fear in most world lineups when it comes to things. And the Japanese, even though they're not starting, have both Darvish and Otani available on the mound. But the reason why I'd mainly want to be the Japanese is because of the way they won that game last night. Situational hitting with a little bunting, they have figured out how they can do it, which isn't just standing up there and mashing and sending the train along, which the U.S. is very good at. I, I always brace when I hear no disrespect to, and then fill in the blank, you know something's coming. <laughs> Bob, what about tonight? Who'd you rather be? I do, too, worry about pitching, and I don't like the idea that we're sending them out a guy whose lifetime is under 500. Yeah, I know he had a pretty good year this year. So I'll put it this way. I'll be happily surprised if we win this game. Yeah. Harry, you were the first one to mention pitching, so you get a point. And you think about pitching last night. So Otani, they pitch around him in the seventh inning. Then in the eighth, the third out is made with him on the on-deck circle, so they didn't have to face him. Then they had to face him in the ninth inning. One swing on the first pitch, and it was like he changed the entire game. What a player. All right, we've been horned. Let's move on. Japan, Mexico, not the only wild ending last night. The Colorado, Kate Fagans upsetting Duke in overtime. Haley Van Lee's heroics, that postgame moment in Louisville's win over Texas. And the headliner, number nine, Miami, upsetting number one, Indiana in Bloomington. A pair of game-tying three-pointers by Indiana's Yarden Garzon in the final minute. Somehow not enough, thanks to Destiny Harden's basket in the paint, to send the Hoosiers packing. That's the second one seed to go down in consecutive nights. All right, Harry, was this the game of the tournament so far? And how do you see the women's tournament where half the one seeds are gone in the first two rounds? I think it was the game of the tournament just from Garzon's uh, step back three pointer, which was absolutely filthy to Destiny Harden going down on the other end of the floor, having the patience to get that basket. It was just an incredible back and forth, especially with the way that Miami played this game. Indiana statistically has been the second best team shooting in women's college basketball this year, shooting 50%. They were held to 41%. And the fact that they were able to do that while still taking punches from Indiana because they still kept throwing those punches was incredible to me. But I do feel like the fact that we have had two number ones lose is a good thing overall for this tournament just because 
that is what you go to March Madness for, right? Like, that's what you sign up for. We like the upsets. If it was chalk the whole way, it wouldn't be necessarily as interesting. But I really do think that the women's game is in a great spot right now because as somebody who picks up more so after college football because of my job, it is easier for me to follow women's college basketball because you have to have four years before you go to the draft. So the yeah. way that the women's game is still a minor league for women's basketball, college, men's college basketball is not that. So I think this has been great. Kevin, South Carolina is still clearly the odds-on favor, but what about last night's game? Is that the game of the tournament for you so far? You know, that was one of the games of the tournament so far. I mean, I thought that Ole Miss uh, getting Stanford on Stanford's court yeah. was also a great, a great game and a, and a great game down the stretch. Um, I'll, I'll just say that, you know, this is one of the best women's tournaments that, that I've seen in, in quite a few years, and, and I watch a lot of them. And isn't it ironic that finally when they are able to hang the, the, uh, the banner March Madness over their games just like the men, they are proving that March is indeed madness for the women as well. And so, you know, this just shows how, how much the women's game has grown. There's so much talent spread across so many teams in this country right now. Anybody can almost beat anybody on any given night. The coaches are doing a, a great job. The only th my only complaint is, is that I still don't think the officiating in the women's game has caught up to the talent and the strategy that is being applied by the players and the coaches. That needs to change, but this is great stuff that's going on. You're saying on. there's bad officiating. I think that seems to be true you know in it. every sport, unfortunately. Bob Ryan? <laughs> As far back as 20 years ago, I said that the women's basketball game has improved exponentially as much as any sport I can remember yes. in a short period of time. And I go back to watching a, a really pathetic demonstration in a tournament in Boston back in the early 70s. And so we're seeing a manifestation of that here. The big problem in the game uh, has been that too much of the talent, though, has been concentrated in one place, Stores, Connecticut. Yeah. And, and people knew that. And now we're getting that dispersal of talent that we need. And the game is in very, very good shape. And, and no matter who wins this year, even if it is South Carolina, they're going to have to earn it. And uh, I think the game uh, is, is on very good place right yeah, now. I think that's why having two number one seeds go down this early is actually good for the tournament. Clint, what do you think about that and the game last night especially? While women's college basketball on a general level is closer to the respect level it deserves, I think it's specific. There's some things I want to point out in terms of the personalities around this game. The Cavender Twins from Miami are already famous. Coach Yo from Old Miss is an incredible story from the Bahamas. You've got the Oklahoma coach's daughter, Mike Duff, which great. is the best television I've watched in forever. And, of course, Kate Fagan's Buffalo's down Duke. There are so many specifically good stories that we get to see now as a result of more of these teams being highlighted and some of the number one teams going down. you love to see it if you're a fan of women's college basketball. Basketball in general. Harry, who's the biggest winner after two rounds, whether it's a, a school, a player, a coach? Who's the biggest winner so far? To me, I think it's Iowa. I think a lot of people look at South Carolina and seeing those two number one seeds knocked out, and it's like, okay, well, this might get easier for them. But if you're this Iowa team not having to potentially go up against a Stanford team that has a ton of experience and two of the best players in the country in both Haley Jones and Cameron Brink, I think to me that is really going to help them, especially as Caitlin Clark continues to shoot the ball out of the gym. All right, really quickly, Kevin, South Carolina still the favorite or you take the field at this point? Oh, no, uh, South Carolina is still head and shoulders above, I think, everybody in this field right now. This Bob, month. who are you taking, South Carolina or the field? Got to go with the Gamecocks. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, coming up in buy or sell, Antoine Davis feeling cheated because he's not getting a shot at Pistol Pete's scoring record. It's like me chasing Woody Page. I'll probably never get there. I'm going to chase him right now. I'll see you. Thank <laughs> you. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. You guys remember Antoine Davis, the Detroit Mercy basketball star who came within four points of breaking Pete Maravich's points record in college hoops. Yesterday, Davis told the Associated Press that he feels cheated by not being invited to the CBI tournament to break the record. Quote, it's selfish and weird that people emailed or called the CBI to say we shouldn't be in the tournament because they didn't want me to break the record. Okay, Bob, pretend you're Shohei Otani, and I'm going to throw a softball at you. <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. What about that? Which I'm about to knock right out of the park. Uh, first of all, I'm the only one here who saw him play up close and personal this year. He's a nice little scoring guard. There's a country for him somewhere. Hey, kid, listen to me now. Listen closely. You had 43 more games and the benefit of a three-point shot to get within four points of Pistol Pete. You didn't do it. Go home. Go home. <laughs> Go home. And brag to your friends. But don't be complaining about being cheated. You had an extraordinary opportunity, and, and it's ridiculous. So stop it. Just be quiet. Kevin, you got about 10 more minutes before you're going to go home. What, what about this whole story with Antoine Davis? <laughs> well, well, if it's true that people are calling the CBI to lobby to keep him out of it, that is ridiculous. Yes. Um, but the other thing I would say is that your team was 14 and 19, eighth in the horizon. you got to have a winning record at least to be in a postseason tournament. Come on. Harry Lyles? Yeah, his only gripe is with the people that were calling and emailing. Like, come on, like, get a hobby, call your parents, mow your lawn, like, do something else. Don't do that, right? Uh, but yes, as far as this team's record, 14 and 19, that's not going to cut it. The, the team with the worst record in this tournament, the USI, University of Southern Indiana, shout out Evansville, at 16 and 16. If you want to get in the wow. tournament, win your game. Good numbers. Good numbers. All right, Clinton Yates, last but not least, what do you have? 
since when did you be people become such started defenders of the CBI tournament flame? God forbid that some sideshow gets into a tournament that nobody watches anyway to provide a nice moment for a kid who's been working his whole life for it. Pistol Pete's legacy isn't going anywhere just because somebody scores more points. He thought he was going to be able to get in to do something. They have nothing else going on. If you're hating on that, what are you but doing? But they mentioned something you didn't mention. The record. Doesn't that mean something to you? Come on now. Again, it's the CBI. It's Nobody record. knows who's in that tournament anyway. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Buy or sell two. College hoop news of the day. Fairleigh Dickinson coach. This was quick. Tobin Anderson will coach at Iona next year. You remember that job. That's Rick Pitino's old job, who left for St. John's yesterday. And also on the move, Ed Cooley from Providence to Georgetown yesterday. My nephews are not going to be happy about that. Clinton. Which one of those three is the best hire? It has to be Georgetown. It's been a very difficult go in terms of that program and that community getting outside of the shadow of what has been Big John yeah. Thompson's life and career and legacy there. So getting somebody who can make that program back to what it wants to be, I think, is a good thing. And overall, when it comes to leaders of men and people I want to train young boys to go on, Rick Pitino is not that dude in my book. It hasn't been for a long Harry Lyles Jr.? Yeah, it's absolutely cool at Georgetown. Georgetown looks like something that we don't recognize. And weirdly enough, it happened with Pat Ewing as head coach Cooley. When he got to Providence, they had not made the tournament for seven years in a row. He led them to seven tournaments during his tenure there. He knows the Big East. I think they're gonna, he's going to get Georgetown back to looking like the Georgetown that we know. Ed Cooley's a terrific coach. But come on now, Rick Pitino. The guy everywhere he's been, he's won, Kevin. Be fair now. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, he's the first coach to ever take three teams to the Final Four. He obviously won the Final Four with, with uh, Kentucky. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He's one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen. But I am a little bit uncomfortable with yet another Catholic institution hiring Rick Pitino after we know what he did at Louisville, after we know about the infamous um, adulterous moment that he testified to in court, which sent a woman um, to jail uh, in the aftermath who, who was uh, uh, charged with extorting him for seven years. Um, it, it, it's, just, it's just an uncomfortable thing, but he will be the best hire. Bob Ryan, of those three hires, which one do you like the most? I love Ed Cooley. I know him. I respect him. I think Clinton is right. He will do more than just teach basketball to those young men at Georgetown. They will, they will be better off for having known him. But if you're just talking about wins and losses and you want to elevate yourself, every Rick Pitino is an upgrade over every coach you could have in America today. If you put the character issues aside, which obviously his old friend, Father Shanley, the president of St. John's, is more than willing to do. You speak to him, Kevin, about that. I don't have an answer for that. If you just want to win games, yes, he's the best hire, period. Well, Clinton, these points are from Bob since he cited one of your answers, so there you go. All right, buy or sell three. Here's Panthers coach Frank Reich on Monday. All these people are putting this label on me that I only work with big quarterbacks. Don't read anything into that. Everything's a factor. But ultimately, um, it really comes down to being a, being a playmaker. All right, that's Reich asked about his history with taller quarterbacks and his GM's history drafting Russell Wilson. The Panthers, get ready, Roger Goodell, are currently on the clock with the first pick. He gets paid a lot of money for that. Harry, how are you hearing that from Frank Reich? He said what he had to say. He's not going to sit there and say that he's going to count out the quarterback that has the most pro-ready tape out of any of the quarterback prospects in this draft. But do I think that he probably fancies himself as somebody who thinks that he could eventually get more out of a C.J. Stroud or an Anthony Richardson? Yes, I do believe that. Kevin, how'd you hear that? 
I just heard him say um, that this is what happens in the NFL. Look, everyone has this trend. The average quarterback in the NFL is 6'2", 6'3", so no, nobody goes out and gets smaller guys, and he really hasn't had an opportunity to draft a smaller guy, but now he does, and you know what? He'll consider it. Bob Ryan? He just wants to keep the other guys wondering and not by not dismissing the 5'10 guy about who's going to hit the number one pick. That's just the gamesmanship that any coach would play in this circumstance. Frank Reich, University of Maryland, gamesmanship. How dare you, Bob? Clint Yates, pick up the pieces. Yeah, he's being diplomatic, but I don't understand why we talk in such hushed tones about people not wanting short quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> it's a big league with big dudes. Yeah, exactly. God forbid somebody wants somebody I that like can that. actually see over the line and get the ball down the field with regularity. I have no problem with discriminating against short guys at the quarterback position whatsoever. You're, you're right about that. Well, the panel's about to get a little bit shorter. Sorry, Bob. You're still a legend. Clinton, outstanding work, but only two can stay. The two men themselves. Harry Lyles, and the professor, Kevin Blackstone. We'll be right back. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Harry, Kevin, welcome to Showdown. This is Cam Newton. Tell me how these randoms keep getting times. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'm going to say I can't wait to say it. I felt like he was calling me a random right there. Newton threw today at Auburn's Pro Day, auditioning to get back in the NFL. Newton threw after our tape time, Harry. Do you think he gets a shot? I do. I, I think this is one of just a good way to get exposure that's easy for him. And I also don't think that I could find you 32 guys that I would take over Cam Newton. So, yeah. Kevin? Absolutely. And I just point out that back in 2015, there was a veterans combine. They probably should have this more often. And absolutely, he deserves to be in the league. Going to be throwing to his brother, Kalen, apparently, who upset UNLV as a quarterback at HU when they were 45-point underdogs. How about that? Next month, Cam Newton turns 34. Come on, Tom Brady lasted until he was 45. That's plenty of time. How about we split the point? Showdown two, Julius Randle, 57 points last night in a Knicks loss at home to the Timberwolves. Almost brought the team back from 17 down with his big third quarter. 26 points he scored in the third. But Minnesota put up 140 in regulation. KB, was last night a good night or a not-so-good night for Randall? No, it was a good night for Randall. It's just a reminder of what kind of player this guy is. He's having a career year, 25 points, scoring, 10 rebounds. He's as much a reason as that the Knicks are fifth as is Jalen Brunson being on that team and running the show. 
Harry? It's a good night. 57 points is 57 points in an NBA game. And look, when I'm playing video games with my buddies, if I have a good night and we collectively lose, I still feel pretty good about myself. So he should too. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. So Kobe had 61. I was there when Carmelo had the 62. Randall, he had 52 going into the fourth quarter. That's only right. scored five points. Kevin Blackstone, you're the big winner. Take the FaceTime. Thank you very much. Well, we've all been excited about the World Baseball Classic. This has been some fun stuff to watch. The only problem is we're watching it over here. We're watching the men's tournament here. We're watching the women's tournament here. Too many eyes, too much great stuff going on. I got an idea for baseball. Make this quadrennial event in the season during the All-Star break. Break something up. Make something new in baseball and let us all focus in on this and have it spread around the country. I think that would be a great thing for baseball. Great way to showcase world baseball talent. Clinton H, you want that in the middle of the season? You want Give that? it to me every two years. That's more important than when you have it in the season. We'll see you at 23 and a half hours. Here's Otani's pitch.